Welcome to the Sooners Extra Podcast, powered by the Oklahoma. And I'm your host, Ryan Aber, here with fellow beat writer Justin Martinez, a columnist, Barry Trammell. And guys, what a wild one we saw today where OU uh, somehow, some way, found a way to pull out a 55 48 uh, win over Texas in the Cotton Bowl. And uh, Barry, we walked away last year saying, you know, this is the wildest thing we'd ever seen in this series and it seems like uh we got it top today i can't imagine a better game in this series uh, when you factor in the, the comeback the late great drama the heroics on both teams some of the storylines with casey thompson the son of a sooner uh, quarterback change at oklahoma i mean this was this was almost a, a script Hollywood would reject. So, uh, too, too fantastic, too science fiction. Nobody's going to believe it. So, it was something to behold, a four-hour epic. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, a little a deadline busting for us, or, or deadline pushing, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, certainly uh, an, an epic game, as you said, as Lincoln Riley said after the game. Uh, Justin, what to you was the most, maybe the most outrageous thing about this game, the way it played out? Yeah, I mean, I guess just the fact that, you know, when Rattler had gotten benched, you just assumed that it was going to be something pretty brief. You know, it was similar to last season where this is a brief thing. He learns his lesson. He comes out and he performs and helps them get back into this game. But the fact that Caleb Williams actually really showed out and put Riley in a position where he had to keep him on the field pretty much. I think that was what was most surprising out of this game, that he just looked so good out there. A little bit of a slow start. You know, he was a little worried to, to throw off some of those those passes downfield, but eventually I think he really found his confidence and ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you said, I, I thought that the offense was a little bit uh, – I, well, I thought too conservative there. Uh, when, when Caleb Williams came into the game, like you said, we're, weren't throwing the ball downfield, weren't throwing the ball much of any at all. Of course, it turns out Kennedy Brooks uh, put together a monster day. But Caleb Williams was able to find his groove. Some just fantastic passes, uh, Barry, especially uh, a couple of the touchdowns to Mims, another long uh, play to Mims. And it seemed like this offense finally – started looking like the offense that we thought it would look like uh, early in the season. It just did it with Caleb Williams uh, behind center instead of Spencer Rattler. Yeah, and we'll sort of understand that. Um, not as He's not as experienced as Rattler. His command of the offense is not as much. He's a good runner, so, you know, if you run his own read, maybe something good happens with him. But um, as the game went on, it became clear that they were going to have to throw some group. They were running it great, but then, you know, when it's third and long, you're going to have to fling it. What Williams provided was mobility. Both of his touchdown passes to Marvin Mims were off uh, scramble mode. One, a little bit of a scramble, stepping up in the pocket. The other was uh, all-out scramble, you know, near the sideline, in which, by the way, he threw a 50-yard, 52-yard touchdown pass. It traveled about 55 yards in the air, 60 <laughs> yards in the air, and he threw it while he jumped. He didn't throw it. He jumped and threw it. So 
um, he's clearly got the chops to do just about anything you want and maybe maybe a lot more. So I don't know. Uh, it seems to me OU has a new quarterback. We'll see what Lincoln does this week, but I don't know. It, it seems like this is this is when you got to you got to make the move. Yeah, and that, that's what I wrote about after the game in my initial takeaways that, uh, you know, as much as Lincoln Riley doesn't want to say, hey, Caleb Williams is the guy moving forward, doesn't want to say immediately in the aftermath of this game, Caleb Williams is the guy moving forward. It was pretty clear just based on what happened today, how much better their offense looked. And I know there were some reasons that went beyond, you know, who the quarterback is, but that uh, it seemed like it's Caleb Williams' time, which is crazy to say when uh, here we are, you know, a month or so ago writing about Spencer Rattler, you know, having a chance to get back in the Heisman conversation. Um, But uh, Caleb Williams just looked in control of the offense. The, The arm strength was incredible. Barry mentioned that uh, that deep throw, but Justin, it, it wasn't just what Caleb Williams did and the numbers that Marvin Mims put up because of Caleb Williams. It was oh, you block better. Uh, they ran the ball better. You know, clearly we're going to spend a lot of time here talking about Kennedy Brooks, but um, this offense just looked a whole lot more crisp. Uh, there after Caleb Williams came into the game. Yeah, I mean, just having an offensive line that's playing well goes a long way. You can see that out there today. With the way Kennedy Brooks was running, with the way Caleb Williams is able to get some big plays off, I mean, it just it really makes a big difference. It really helps, um, you know, get the offense going, and that was the case today. Um, Kennedy Brooks, 207 rushing yards. There wasn't an OU player entering this game that had 100 yards, or at least 100 yards rushing in a single game, and he pretty much double that for this one. So, and then some, so great performance out of him, but yeah, a lot of credit has to go to the offensive line for the way they really held up there. Yeah. Barry, what'd you think about the way the offensive line played? Wasn't perfect. Uh, although the, the, the penalties, they got that uh, cleaned up uh, quite a bit. O- OU as a whole, and they had two penalties for 15 yards. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, trying to think who the second one was on i know the first one Hayes, i think an offensive line and yeah. uh yeah uh, so. i thought the line was very solid now it wasn't great and some of the rushing came through some unorthodox that direct snap uh, to kennedy brooks three times gained uh 18 17 and 33 so a big chunk of that sort of came off trickery but that's okay who cares 66 yards came on the big run by Caleb Williams, but that's that's off of his own replay. That's the running guy. That's what this game is. So uh, yeah, I, I thought they I, played well. They, they protected fairly well, and I, I know Texas was disappointed with its pass rush. That's a good sign for the OU offensive line. So I thought it was another good step. I thought K-State was a big step for the O-line. I thought today was in, uh, another big step. So I think that's uh, – I thought, uh, I thought it was overall an excellent day. And they're about to start blocking for a quarterback who can really move. They're probably going to look even better. Yeah, you would imagine so. If they're able to uh, keep that going, uh, moving forward, this offensive line has a chance to shape up as being a pretty good one. We'll see what they do personnel-wise in there, continue to to make some uh, tinker around a little bit. 
Chris Murray came out of the game at one point in favor of Eric Swinson at guard, which was a little bit surprising. And then, of course, we saw Wanya Morris, at least briefly, uh, there for Tyrese Robinson when he uh, went out with an injury. Uh, he was able to come back pretty quickly. But uh, turning to the, the defensive side of the ball, Justin, uh, this game started off just as, as poorly as OU uh, could have imagined, especially on defense with the, the big 75-yard touchdown. Casey Thompson to Xavier Worthy on the game's very first play from scrimmage. Uh, a couple plays later, uh, Texas is up 14-0. Bijan Robinson looks like a, a video game player for much of the first half with his little uh, spin move there, which sort of, there's a lot of spin moves in this game, uh, weirdly enough, between him and uh, Kennedy Brooks and uh, uh, Caleb Williams also had one. Yeah. But this defense played a whole lot better after that initial barrage and allowed the Sooners offense to get back into the game. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we've really seen all season is that when the game really is on the line, the defense does come through. You know, we've seen that in all of these games where they've won by single possession, where they've needed a stop down the stretch. And we saw that today where they were really one of the driving factors to help shift that momentum, you know, especially in that second half, they were getting a lot of pressure on Thompson, something they hadn't done a whole lot of in that first half. And that was definitely a big part in the fact that they were able to come back and get this one. What about you, Barry? What, uh, what do you make of the, the defenses, the way the defense played? Uh, it seemed like their defensive line, uh, especially was able to, uh, be a lot more impactful after uh, Texas' early success on the ground. Uh, they, they really were able to slow that down and uh, allow themselves to do some different things that they weren't able to do early in the game. Uh, two things. One, I think Alex Grinch got more and more aggressive as the game went on uh, with blitzes that really got to Casey Thompson. Sooners did a much better job of hounding him. And I thought they, that OU said, you know what, if, if you can play some passes downfield, that's great. But we're not going to let Bijan Robinson run. I think he had uh, nine yards for, I mean, nine carries for 36 yards or 35 yards in the second half. So um, they really made life tough on Bijan Robinson. And it, they basically said, we're going to. We're going to blitz Casey Thompson. We're going to stop Bijan Robinson, and we're going to go one-on-one downfield with Texas receivers and you know, use young DBs. And frankly, they got burned all day, but they got to Thompson enough that it, it didn't get them beat. And to me, that was sort of the story of the game. You know, OU, OU Texas had 38 points at halftime, and Texas scored 10 in the second half. Now, first half counts, no doubt about it. But OU's defense played championship defense in the second half. And to me, that's a very, very good sign. Yeah, it is. We'll see if they're able to uh, maintain that momentum. But uh, crazy to think on a day when Casey Thompson, 388 yards, five touchdowns, no Longhorns quarterback had ever thrown as many as four touchdowns against the Sooners. Casey Casey Thompson, excuse me, had that by uh, just past the midway point of the second quarter. Uh, A a fantastic day for him. Uh, He did get banged up and uh, it made life a little bit more difficult uh, there in the second half. Uh, Bijan Robinson ran for 137 yards and a touchdown on 20 carries. Uh, Worthy 
nine catches, 261 yards, two touchdowns. But crazy to think when you combine all of those things, uh, you come out with an OU victory. Uh, I don't think anybody would have uh, seen those numbers and thought the Sooners figure out a way to, to pull this out. But they were able to. And Justin, it seemed like after the, the big deficit there, uh, as OU jump, jump, drops behind 28-7 after the first quarter, um, the Sooners started, uh, went on a string where they had to settle for quite a few field goals uh, there. At the time, I sort of thought maybe it was going to be uh, too little too late just because all of those drives that were generally positive for the Sooners ended in field goals, uh, but uh, they were able to stack those up and make them count and start getting off the field quickly. I mean, we saw, um, you know, what, one, two, uh, three, four, five, three and outs uh, by the Longhorns, another four-play drive uh, that resulted in a punt and uh, just – OU's defense, not perfect, but they were able to get stops quickly in drives to make it to where those field goals didn't uh, could add up and, and give themselves more opportunities to come back and uh, get back in this game. Yeah, and I mean, credit's got to go to Gabe Burkich also. This is the second time this season that he's had a game where he hits four field goals. Um, wasn't any 50-yarders, nothing too crazy. Um, like we had gotten used to, but still you look at the distance on them, 40, 35, 29, 26, just solid on each and every one of them. He really has just become probably the most consistent weapon or definitely the most consistent offensive weapon for OU this season. And they wouldn't have been able to make this comeback without him because he definitely kept them alive at certain points. Yeah. And and Barry, I mentioned the the drives there, Uh, 16 drives for the Sooners today after just having nine in each of the, the last uh, few games. I'm trying to think when the last time OU had uh, more than uh, – or 16 or more drives in a game. Yeah. Um, certainly against a uh, – I don't remember. It's, it's been a while. Uh, I think 2008 is the last time I've been. So it's been it's, – it's rare. Maybe it's happened, but it doesn't happen often. Yeah, it was a big play type of day. Lots of big plays uh, for both teams. And uh, and then some turnovers uh, – Certainly, that helps boost up the uh, possession. You know, last week, OU has eight. Well, they've, they've had, what, eight, eight and nine, or eight, nine, and nine the last three weeks uh, today. today. It's actually, I think, nine, nine, and nine, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I don't count across the boards, yeah. I don't, the count, numbers I don't now. count the kneel. I don't count when the game ends or the half ends and they're kneeling down. Right. So, um, but it's a case of, it, it, it was just sort of a, it was a schizophrenic game and just lots happening. Not a lot of sustained drives, big plays all around. And, um, you know, Rattler, I'm sorry, Williams, nine possessions, not counting the 66-yard touchdown. But he's the quarterback on nine possessions. They scored four touchdowns and three field goals on those nine possessions. And that's big-time football. That's, that's Kyler Murray at his best. And for for Williams to play like that, very, very promising going forward. Yeah. Uh, Barry, speaking of that, when uh, when are you going to start putting together your Big 12 uh, uh, efficiency rankings? This week. This week. Okay. Yeah. I'm, 
Yeah. Looking forward to Tuesday. Should come out Tuesday. Come out Tuesday. I, I assume OU is going to have the best. Well, maybe Texas. Texas and OU are the two best offenses in the league. Um, but this was a huge one for OU. You know, this this puts OU in the driver's seat to get to Arlington. And Texas OSU play next week. They look like the three best teams in the league to me. So they could be playing for the, for a trip to Arlington next week down in Austin, but the Sooners will be waiting. And uh, boy, if, it, if that's any, if it's an OU Texas rematch in Arlington, is anything as fun as this one? Watch out. <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt about it. We'll see uh, what happens uh, down the road uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, Barry was going to ask you what you thought about the, the Big 12 race as a whole uh, there. What about you, Justin? What, uh, how do you feel like the Big 12 race shapes up uh, after you know, what we saw uh, today uh, in this one? Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State still looking like one of the better teams in this conference, without a doubt. Interesting to see when, that, when they end up matching up against OU. I mean, Texas even then still looking like, as, I mean, they gave them the biggest test so far against OU. So those are two teams that are still contending. Um, it's it's definitely not the same as the beginning of the year where it was just kind of a runaway thing. You assumed that it was going to be OU, a gap, and then everybody else, you know. As of right now, there's a couple teams right now that are they're going to give OU a real chase for the title. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see what happens here uh, the rest of the way. But the Sooners certainly uh slide into that driver's seat or, or or stay in the driver's seat i guess you could say uh with the victory today um i guess just uh final thoughts on this one um barry I'll let you start off what uh anything we haven't talked about that that you uh feel like we should address or, or just what your final thoughts here from oh. the to me, it's, it's it's a monumental event, an epic comeback, changing at the guard at quarterback in all likelihood. And to watch, K, I thought Caleb Williams, his poise in that last that last possession was incredible. He didn't always wasn't always in total control during this game, but his poise down the stretch was fantastic. And Sooners went down the field; they've lost recent years close game they have gotten the ball and hadn't been able to produce and now you know rattler did it against west virginia got the field goal caleb williams did it against texas in this in this environment which is incredible so to me that's going to be the lasting memory that last that last uh, drive we only needed a field goal burkish is close to automatic but man uh, kennedy brooks made it all move with that with that 33 yard run yeah. Uh, uh, actually, Barry, sticking with you real quick. What, what what do you think Spencer Rattler does from here? Well, I don't think he has any option except keep plugging away. I think Lincoln will still use him. Heck, I don't know if he's going to bench him. He may go back to Rattler. I don't know. I just think he probably will, and he should. But Rattler is only going to hurt himself if he were like quit the team. So I think Rattler's going to the NFL draft next year. Either way. So, you know, stick it out, see what happens. And he's got a lot of good tape out there that he can show NFL scouts. You know, he's, he's 
to me, the same prospect he was when they started. Just because Caleb Williams is a fantastic freshman doesn't mean anything. So his draft prospects are not, not damaged beyond repair. So I think he's potentially still first round draft pick. So keep your nose to the grindstone. And if you go in the, if you go pro in next spring, go to the workouts and, and shine, and you'll be a first round draft pick. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right that they will. Uh, Spencer Rattler will stick with it and at least be a part of this team. I mean, heck, we saw him come on the field for that that two point conversion uh, a play that was so big. Uh, Justin, what about you? What uh, what's your final thoughts here from uh, your first OU Texas experience, uh, at least up here in the press box? Yeah, definitely first one from this perspective. Um, I would just say my my two biggest takeaways really that there are a pair of number ones I think are really established today. You know, Kennedy Brooks and, and Eric Ray have kind of been like 1A and 1B. I think they only had about a difference of three carries heading into this game. Kennedy Brooks has definitely established himself as the top running back for OU. Um, and then at the wide receiver spot also, Marvin Mims had had a couple of quiet games. You know, it was looking like maybe a guy like Mike Woods, Mario Willems were also contributing a lot. But I think Marvin really established himself as the top target in this one as well, especially if Caleb Willens is the one who's going to continue uh, to play moving forward. So I think that's my biggest takeaway is that, you know, there are a couple guys who really establish themselves as the top targets and threats. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Marvin Mims, a, a fantastic day for him. He's a guy I think a lot of us expected a little bit more of. I know there have been some reasons why he hasn't had uh, those kind of breakout games, but certainly Caleb Williams is looking for him and, and, uh, what a massive, massive play that uh, 52-yard touchdown was uh, that uh, pulled this game into a 41-41 tie uh, because it was on uh, a third and long where the Sooners uh, looked like they might have to, to give up the ball, and then all of a sudden it's tied, and uh, the momentum uh, to that point slowed down a little bit with Xavier Worthy's uh, next touchdown, but to that point uh, it was firmly uh, on the Sooners' side. By the way, Barry, I, I did find my drive numbers. Um, actually, last year uh, against Texas, Texas OU had 16 drives in regulation, uh, the same amount uh, as they did today, uh, and 16 drives in Bedlam uh, 2017. Um, and then the last time they've had more than they had today was in uh, 2015 against TCU when they had 19 drives. They made the most of them today, and this is you know, the kind of game they hadn't been playing, and now they, they've won the, the tight, you know, old-fashioned game, and now they've won the video game, and, you know, they're not they're not dominating anybody. But the Sooners are 6-0. and The contenders for the, for the playoff are, are running thinner and thinner, and the Sooners are still in the hunt. Yeah, they are, but uh, certainly I know a lot of OU fans would like some uh, – room to breathe there at the end of games but it's uh it's made for some interesting stuff for us to write for us to talk about certainly uh, quite a bit more here moving forward but we're going to wrap that it up here uh in the cotton bowl thank you so much for joining us once again this is the sooners extra podcast thanks to justin martinez and barry trammell and uh, you can check out our work every day at oglehoman.com and every morning in the oklahoman for the best ou coverage anyway.